Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick, and we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. Nick, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Brooke? What is new in the world of Brooke right now? Well, the view, like the listeners can't see, but I got some new glasses. They look lovely. Thank you. And if you are listening, my glasses are Harry Potter specs. So they it's like a perfect circle. It's it's awesome. It's I do not have new glasses because I don't wear glasses, so and yeah yeah you know well these are the blue light blockers so oh nice with coaching and having a program like it's improved my sleep has it really yeah like it's it actually improved my sleep which i'm like huh, fuck yeah like two for one and that's <laughs> something i've really been trying to improve lately too is because i've noticed my sleeping patterns are absolute shit over the past few months <laughs> and i'm i'm like analyzing what i'm doing wrong in my life and i'm like oh yeah i'm having an afternoon coffee every day <laughs> so i'll like find myself waking up like 15 times in the night like what the fuck is going on with me yeah and yeah. then since since i cut that out i'm like all right my new rule for myself is no caffeine after 10 a.m just to see if that helps and sure as shit yeah it helps a lot maybe i'll, I'll wake up maybe two three times in the night Except for this morning where my dog woke me up at 4 a.m. and was like, I want to go outside. Come on, Amelia, get it together. Mm, she's the worst. Love <laughs> her to death, but she's the worst. <laughs> You're that Nova. You better shape up. <laughs> <laughs> we also have um, a skylight right above our bed. So in the morning, like the sun just comes in and there's like nothing I can do about it. You can get like a shade for it, but they're expensive. It's expensive to get a skylight shade. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can imagine. And then having to like install it and whatnot. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, no, I'll just suffer. Oh. <laughs> oh, that. Um, so Nick, what do we talk about today? We're talking about food fear, fear of food and fear mongering and all these people that are making videos of themselves in the grocery store saying that this food is going to kill you this food is toxic and usually these people are shirtless in the video store in the video store what in the grocery store <laughs> what year is it <laughs> you're going black bleh, bleh. See, great nick you're rubbing off we're going <laughs> this all better stay in <laughs> i don't edit this podcast are you <laughs> listeners need top-notch content bro uh, you're absolutely right we're going back to the blockbuster days you know like those were the days my brother used to work at blockbuster we got so many free movies my friend peter used to work at blockbuster and i know because he's told me the story several times <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so there is a guy there are actually there are way too many people there are several themselves men or women yes yeah it's it's unbelievable and what's going on, if you haven't seen these videos, is they're going into grocery stores, they're taking their shirt off, which put your put your shirt on in the grocery store. Okay. Like sure. let's let's start with that. 
yeah, like, first of all, hygiene. Like, you're telling me that a bag of chips is going to kill me, but you're shirtless around some broccoli? Like, no. Uh, but they're telling people that things like these specific ingredients are going to harm people. And first and foremost, like, we are not here for that, like, food morality bullshit. Like, there are, like, I personally believe that there are no good foods, no bad foods, no clean foods, no dirty foods. If a food is dirty, it's because it has fucking dirt on it. If a food mm -hmm. is bad, it's because you're allergic to it, it's rotten or spoiled, or you just don't fucking like it. Olives. <laughs> See, like, Sorry, I had to throw that out there. I have like a severe olives. hatred of olives. Like, oh, these garlic stuffed jalapeno olives from Costco. Like, let me tell you what I can get. Everything about that sounds great, except for the olive part. Except garlic, <laughs> garlic stuffed jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put a little cream cheese in there, though. If it's jalapeno. That sounds great. Garlic stuffed jalapeno with cream cheese. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I don't need the olive part. Sorry. Tell me it's lunchtime without. I don't. <laughs> I don't want olives to completely derail our podcast today because I could talk about how much I hate them for hours. <laughs> that are restaurants that give you one meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had diet Mountain Dew come out of my nose. Um, but actually, that brings up a great point because that's another one that they like to fear monger around is diet soda. Yeah. And you know, people talk so much shit about like oh, the aspartame is going to kill you. And if you actually look at any scientific evidence on aspartame, it's most of the studies are done on rats. And we are not rats, we are humans. And they're giving rats more than they would give a human, like plenty more than they would give a human and seeing that it has adverse effects on a tiny rat. And then people will see these studies on aspartame and go, oh, well, it's killing them. And, you know, take it completely out of context. But the reality is a diet soda, even 10 diet sodas a day. Not that I'm advocating for you to drink 10 diet sodas a day. You should probably drink some fucking water if you're drinking 10 a day. But that is not going to kill you. And, you know, the, the main thing here is a lot of things can be toxic, but it's the dosage that makes the poison. So, you know, a good example is, I can't think of a good example. What's something that's toxic? Oh, and that's a great one. Yes. It is a great one. But I mean, the amount of apples you would need in order to, in order to have like arsenic or cyanide poisoning, you wouldn't be able to get arsenic or cyanide poisoning because you wouldn't be able to get off the toilet. Exactly. You'd be, you'd be so full of apples. You'd have so many apples in your stomach before you got any trace I wonder of how many poisoning apples from that. I can eat. Should find <laughs> out. We're, let's do a, let's do an apple eating contest. Just let's see who can get cyanide poisoning first. <laughs> you crunch, like on the uh, podcast. Or <laughs> that's the entire podcast. It's just going to be Brooke and I eating apples together. It'd be a great listen. <laughs> No, no dialogue, just crunching. It's crunching. Oh my God. We're what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I would be afraid of apples after that. Uh, actually, quick story, just because it's fucking funny. So speaking of apples, the reason why I, I didn't actually mean to say apples, but like when we were kids, 
there was me, my younger brother, my younger sister living in our house with my mom. And my mom used to go to Costco and she would get um, the little, do you remember like the little treetop apple juices that came in like the big 48 pack? Oh yeah, those are great. So my brother and I decided to drink all 48 of them and blame it on our sister. <laughs> in In one sitting? Yes. He Yikes. had 24 and I had 24. And then oh we my blamed God. my little sister and she got in trouble until the next morning. Just, yeah. That's what happened. Until the next morning. And then it was very obvious who had all the apple juices. It was very obvious. My I hope there was more than one bathroom in your house at the time. There was two, luckily. Thank God. <laughs> and so... The next morning, oh, my brother. I hope my brother doesn't listen to my podcast because he's going to be so fucking mad that I'm saying this. But like, Shout out to Brooke's brother. <laughs> he came out of the bathroom. He's like, my butthole burns. Oh, my God. That is hysterical. And this is... My Go on. sister looked at my mom. She goes, see, I told you I didn't drink the apple juice. And then she <laughs> ungrounded. So... And then my mom thought we got punishment enough. So shout out mom, if you're listening, thanks for not punishing us because we were severely punished as it was. So even though you drank 24 apple juices, you did not in fact get poisoned, did you? No, I just, I mean, felt like I was poisoned, but I didn't <laughs> get cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That okay, I was not expecting that story at all, but I fucking love it. But, you know, it, it brings up a great point of like you know, people can say all these things and yes, some of the ingredients that are in certain foods are toxic, but you have to have a fuckload of them for it to actually have any negative effect on you. Like water is a good example. Like shit, are you going to tell people? Some people do tell people not to drink water though. And that just fucking mind boggles. That's me. so stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, but if you drink too much water, that can kill you. Mm -hmm. Like the, I believe it's a hyponatremia. Like that can kill you. But it takes a lot of fucking gallons upon gallons of water for you to be able to then, no one's drinking that. Yeah, I mean, and so- your body will also respond appropriately by getting sick too. Mm -hmm. Like I think people really put those things together. They just see these harmful studies that are based on not humans. Like they're based on animals or they're based on, you know, a very, very small select trial group. And it's really about like find systematic, like meta-analysis. Like you need to be looking for things like meta-analysis, things that have multiple studies and things that are non-biased. Mm -hmm. And that's just the hardest part about, I think, being a nutrition coach as well is having to constantly feel like you're fighting this misinformation. And yeah. that's something that is really hard. I mean, this carnivore MD guy, he freaking was telling people not to eat kale because of phytonutrients, because phytonutrients are toxic. Like, Come on. Yeah. Every vegetable, according to this guy, is going to kill you. And 
most people are not eating enough vegetables this guy's telling us to eat no vegetables and that's complete bullshit like vegetables are great for you they're full of micronutrients vitamins minerals all that good stuff not only that if you're in a calorie deficit it's going to help you feel very full even if you're not it's still going to be great for your overall health you know if you're in calorie maintenance even a calorie surplus you should still should be eating vegetables um, you don't have to be having your entire diet's worth of vegetables because that would be sad. But I mean, maybe if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, like, and that's that's what you want to go for, then absolutely fine if that's your lifestyle choice. But vegetables are not fucking killing you. And mm-hmm. you know what's killing you is all this in- misinformation that is going to make you so stressed about what foods that you can and can't have that stress is more likely to kill you than any food that you may be worried is toxic. What's going to kill you? Stress or fucking broccoli? <laughs> like, I'm wearing a broccoli shirt right now. I'm so glad this came up. <laughs> shirt. So it's kind of like broccoli. <laughs> but you know what? You know what toxic toxic ingredient we never talk about like we can go talk about how much aspartame is killing you how much broccoli is killing you but people don't that's it people (laughs) don't talk about how alcohol is a literal poison and it's it like people die of alcohol poisoning that's an actual thing that happens on the regular so about fucking kale yeah you could have grandma sitting there fucking roasting you over drinking a diet coke while she's throwing back a 30 rack of Bud Light like <laughs> what fucking sense does that make I don't know whose grandma this is this is more like somebody's uncle or something somebody come get this guy because <laughs> <laughs> grandma's housing a 30 rack of Bud Light every night and for grandma I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh man but seriously like people are really focusing on the wrong thing. Like, first of all, let's just focus on getting vegetables in. We don't need these good foods, bad foods, like, and and that and like the greenwashing, like this food is all natural. What all natural means is anything derived from the earth. That's the actual definition that like food companies need to put on their labels in order to be considered all natural. Like, I'm sorry, but fucking cookies are not all natural. Like, yeah. The ingredients are. It would be nice if you could just grow cookie crops in your backyard. Dude, that'd be so awesome. A little crap of Oreos. They actually. <laughs> they're no bake cookies. So, I mean, I don't know how cookie-ish those are, but they're delicious. Yeah, um, they're great. But I just don't understand how people focus so much on the specifics without nailing the basics, like eating more vegetables, getting enough protein. You know, foods are not good and bad. If you have a healthy relationship with food, all foods can fit into your diet and your lifestyle. And that's what I think that so many people like drop the ball when it comes to um, like performance goals too. Like, well, can I have this before a workout or that before, after a workout? Like just eat. Yeah. Just eat food be mindful, like be mindful when you're doing this too. Like you don't need to be afraid of certain foods. You know, as long as you're living a balanced lifestyle where you're not eliminating anything, that is going to create a better relationship with food. Yeah, the only time that you should be eliminating something, I mean, I guess there's a couple scenarios, right? Is oh, if, if um, you know, a food doesn't agree with you, 
if you have a medical necessity to eliminate food, um, then by all means, eliminate that. You, you don't need that in your life because it's having adverse effects on you. But if you genuinely like having Pop-Tarts, I love Pop-Tarts. Um, uh, you can include those as part of your diet. No, you shouldn't. Again, you shouldn't be eating nothing but Pop-Tarts because you're going to feel like absolute shit. Just like if you ate nothing but broccoli, you'd feel like absolute shit. Either way, you'd be in the bathroom a lot. But you know, if you have 80% of like your stereotypical, stereotypical nutritious foods, you know, lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, grains, that good stuff. And then 20% is just like fun fuck around foods. Then that is a balanced diet. I mean, you, you don't have to feel guilty for eating a pop tart, for eating an Oreo, for eating some ice cream here and there, because the minute that you stop eating those things and say, Oh, I can't have this. It's like telling a kid, hey, don't go jump in that puddle. Because the first thing they're going to do is go jump in that fucking puddle. Or they're going to obsess about jumping in the puddle. Uh-huh. Exactly. So the moment you tell yourself you can't have something, that's when you're going to want it more than anything. So I think in order to have a healthier relationship with food, any food that actually agrees with you and doesn't make you feel like shit should be in some way or another on your roster of foods to eat. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, all foods can fit into a healthy diet, you know, and it really, I mean, and Nick and I speak from experience with this too. Like I have done several really horrific diets. I have eliminated foods. I have done some crazy shit. Um, and what I've realized is I wasted a lot of time being miserable. Yeah. How, how many Grissini breadsticks did you eat oh my over your years? I knew was you that my podcast or your podcast no. that we talked about that on? I think that was your podcast, but I also did an episode with our dear friend, Iris. Our dear friend. Um, shout out, Iris. Shout out, Iris. What up? Um, But I, m- me and Iris have an entire episode on this podcast. It is the HCG diet, the diet deemed dangerous. Go ahead and listen to that episode if you want to hear some of the crazy shit that we had to go through. But you will also learn about Grissini breadsticks, which were a part of that diet. They were like one of the only carb sources that we could have. And it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And that was a completely like, that that was an elimination diet. And it was dangerous. And it was done through a doctor, which is even more sad. That's scary. That's so scary. And it's crazy how many doctors can give bad nutritional advice. I mean, just a prime example is carnivore MD, yeah. because he's a doctor and is giving terrible nutrition advice. Um, but even I've probably talked about this summer before I had a doctor give me terrible advice once um, and this was kind of before I knew what I was doing but I knew he was full of shit um, I needed to lose a little bit of weight or according to him I did and he said all you need to do is intermittent fasting and push-ups that's it just fucking what? intermittent fasting and push-ups this was his advice so I was like, all right, cool. I am changing doctors because that's fucking stupid. So I'm real point here is don't get your nutrition advice from doctors. Doctors need to stay in their lane as far as advice that they give. Medical advice. Any medical advice that they're going to give you is going to be great, but doctors are not nutritionists. No. They, they don't. 
I don't know why they don't have an understanding of nutrition. I feel like that should be part of their curriculum, but apparently based on several doctors that I've spoken to, it is not. If you are a doctor and you're listening to this podcast, please let us know. Yeah, please let us know whether nutrition is part of that because I'm very curious. Um, The whole reason that I really wanted to talk about this topic today, and Mm. I told this to Nick, is this carnivore MD guy. He actually had the fucking nerve to go into a children's hospital and talk about the quote unquote poisonous foods that the hospital is feeding sick kids. No, I didn't actually see the original video. I just saw like uh, Beth's uh, Beth's stitch of it where it showed like 10 seconds of it. And then then Beth started talking. The the original video, like I wanted to roundhouse kick this guy in his fucking teeth. Like (laughs) parents are already at that children's hospital. Like, afraid about what their children are going through and then to have some shirtless fucking moron come in there and talk about how this food is killing their kid like first of all like read the fucking room dude yeah seriously not the place second like how dare you like how dare you like that's something oh i could that lit a fire in me because as a parent like that that puts shame on kids too You know what the thing about guys like him are is it seems to me that these videos are more for attention than him even trying to educate. He probably knows that he's full of shit. I could be wrong. Maybe he thinks he's legit. But if you look at the comments on these videos, it's all like, wow, read the fucking room or you're an idiot or stuff like that. Um, And, uh, you know, another good example current events here at liver king fucking gosh no most people that i know will talk about liver king and be like wow look how full of shit this guy is and even like my clients in the gym will be like hey did you see that thing about liver king yeah guys been full of shit this whole time no one was surprised really like he he's just like one of those guys that you can watch and be like wow this is an absolute train wreck this guy is so full of shit and you can't stop watching it because it's so entertaining. Well, like that that's a good point for you listening to make sure that you're following people who are evidence-based. Like evidence-based. There are so many amazing people out there. Like, I mean, like, of course, my wonderful team lead, Beth Baracco Fitness. Like, you know, Beth, Beth Baracco, she's great. Lane Norton. There's so many. Lane is great. Ben Carpenter. Ben Carpenter, Sohi, like there are so many people that are incredibly knowledgeable that will give you evidence-based education. And I just, you know, I really want people to be able to improve their lifestyle and feel confident in their life and have a positive relationship with food. And so if you're watching content like that, or content that makes you feel yucky, hmm. stop watching it. If you it's, know something- It's so hard. It's so hard, <laughs> it's so hard to it stop watching so Liver King. Um, it is, but you know, the more views he gets, the more money he makes. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So, you know, stop giving this guy money. Look away from the train wreck. Yeah. I mean, and these are people that are promoting a negative relationship with food, whether they realize it or not. 
you know, if people are telling you not to eat this, not to eat that, don't do this, don't do that. Like you're a grown up. You can make your own decisions. Yeah. And by the way, like just on the topic of like, can you live a healthy lifestyle and eat anything in your diet? Um, I've been cutting from my powerlifting meat. I'm at this point, I think I'm down 12 pounds in the last three months uh, and I've eaten pop tarts and rice krispie treats pretty much every day. Like again, not my entire diet. I'm still including like, I usually eat a salad for lunch or a sandwich with lots of vegetables on it, but pre-workout I'm having a fucking rice krispie treat or two. And that's going to help fuel me that high glycemic, uh, (laughs) quick digesting carbs. And then I'm into the gym and I feel like super ready and super pumped up from eating something like that versus, you know, when I get home, I'm going to have like a big nutritious meal. So, you know, 20% of my diet and it tastes fucking great. I love it. And it makes me happy. Great. Like there is such a great pre-workout. I also really love like the soft and chewy Kirkland signature granola bars. I've been having so many of those lately too. Yes. So good. Yes. Good. But yes, like I, like being able to fit foods in in a way that's going to be sustainable like you don't need to eat a half a pound of cheese it's a week that's not what we're no. saying like and you shouldn't you shouldn't um but being able to incorporate things in a way that feels sustainable not having to stress out about food or even worse going to social events or avoiding social events because you're worried that quote unquote bad food's going to be there like stressing out over, like overly stressing around the holidays over food you know like these are things that food should be enjoyable as well. Like mm-hmm. I really, and I used to be this coach, so I I'm don't say this lightly, but I used to be the coach that's like, use food as fuel. Like, don't eat for enjoyment. Like I made that mistake of being that coach before. Like, and my views have changed. And whenever I have a view that changes, I will absolutely own up to that shit. Love but that. To be... I used to be that coach that was like, oh, well, you know, food should be fuel and you're, you know, you're not being disciplined enough. Like, and and it's kind of shitty to say, like, it's a shame. I'm slightly ashamed to be even saying that. But when I knew better, I did better. And now exactly. I'm realizing like, you know what? Like, there's so much deprivation in that mindset. There's such a scarcity and fear-based mindset around that, that it wasn't serving me at all. Yeah. You know, food is fuel, but it's it's so much more than that. It is. It's cultural. Yes. It's enjoyment. It's a way that we show people that we care about them. Like yeah, like there's so many traditions based around food. Yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, like how traditional is that? Get everyone getting together and enjoying a meal together. That's not purely for fuel. It's for enjoyment. It's for getting together with family and enjoying a meal together. It's more than that. Yeah, like and, if I told my fiance to stop eating pasta, I mean, this man is half Italian. Like if I told him to stop eating pasta, he <laughs> would probably not be my fiance. He'd be like, yeah. you crazy bitch. Like, <laughs> like same, same thing. Like I, you're not going to tell me not to eat potatoes. Like I'm hopping off that train. Like- mm-hmm. You should be able to have whatever you want. And 
you know, it, it is a part of culture, you know, people of Asian descent, they, you know, rice, lean meat, vegetables, seafood, that's all a part of their diet. And if you tell someone you can't have carbs and you can't eat that anymore, you know, that's not going to be number one, realistic. Number two, enjoyable. And number three, well, who who doesn't like carbs? But also, like, what about accessed food as well? Mm. Because, you know, saying that you can only eat things like grass-fed Kobe beef, like, that is food fucking privilege right there. Not everyone 100%. can afford to shop in the organic section or to get the highest, leanest quality meat. I can't afford that shit. So, you know, I'm going to be shopping in the cheap grocery store. I go to Aldi all the time. I shouldn't say I do it because my wife does it. She does all the grocery shopping. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, She loves going to the grocery store. It's the weirdest thing because I absolutely hate going. Oh, my God. You're both so weird. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you know. You don't have to buy all the highest quality ingredients. Um, just, you know, cheap food can have nutritious value too. Yeah. And to say that, you know, a lot of people throw around the term that this food has no nutritional value. If a food has calories in it, in any form, it has some sort of nutritious value. It has nutrients in it whether you like it or not, even sugar has nutrients in it. Now, is that the best nutrient to be feeding your body over and over and, you know, overindulging in it? No, but there's still nutritious value to sugar. I mean, your Rice Krispie example is a great example. Thank you. Yes. Like, that's a great example. Glycogen stores for your workout. Quick, easy energy right then and there. Like, not only that, but... I love that you brought up like the accessibility because number one, not everybody has the the means, like the financial means to afford those kinds of foods. But it's also about where you live. If you don't live in an area that has a lot of um a lot of access to like fresh fruits and vegetables, if you don't have if you don't live in an area where you have access to clean drinking water, like these are all things that I think that people that create these, like this morality around food don't even take into consideration. And that, like you said, it's a food privilege. It's, there are people who are financially insecure that can't afford food, like that have to go to a food bank. And if you're going to shame somebody Mm. for having to support themselves or a child by eating food that's out of a can or out of a box, like, fuck you. Fuck you indeed. That's something Fuck you so hard, so hard, man. Uh, but I, and I know this because growing up, like I was food insecure, like we would have top ramen. We would, you know, every once in a while we would have to get help from our grandparents or we would be, you know, we would, we would have those moments of like sharing food because there wasn't enough. And people that have never experienced that, like, not that I would ever want anyone to experience that. But like, it's it's very hard to wrap your head around if you've never experienced it, but it really is inconsiderate of those who have. And not only that, but there are so many hungry kids in the United States, hungry families in the United States. 
And to be so entitled to say that if you eat this, you like this is a bad food and you are bad, like that's that is ass backwards. You should be saying, Hey, good for you for feeding your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there, there, you're so right. There are so many parents out there who are struggling to make ends meet. And I'm sure to some degree, they might be seeing some of these videos and going and, and feeling bad about themselves. There's that shame there. There's like that, that they, they're planting the shame seed and that's not okay. The yeah. Good, we need to do better. Yeah. We, for sure. Absolutely. And you know, if Beth's listening to this, way to go for fucking calling out that dude. Because it, like, there, there are so many people that are spreading misinformation. And there are so many awesome people that are trying to combat that. But, I mean, realistically, all foods can fit into a healthy diet. Like, foods have nutritional value. Sometimes that value might be a little bit less nutritious than others. Yeah. But realistically, just try to make sure that 80% of your your diet, your your own personal diet, um, that preferably doesn't have a name, <laughs> um, is made up of minimally whole processed food. Yeah. And then throw sprinkle in those fun foods. If you're at a birthday party, have a fucking cupcake. And if you're you're unsure what we mean by minimally unprocessed food, is that the term minimally unprocessed food? Uh, yeah, minimally, that sounds right. Minimally yeah. processed. Minimally processed. Yeah, not not minimally <laughs> unprocessed. Minimally <laughs> processed food, because processed is a very big term. Oh, um, processed. Anything can be processed. I mean, even vegetable. even rice can be processed. Like if it's pre cooked or something, that's processed. So if so, if it has been altered from its original state, it is technically speaking processed. Yeah. So you know it. Just, just a general rule of thumb with this one. If the food makes your body feel good, it's it's one of the 80% foods. If it makes you feel like, okay, I really enjoyed eating this, but I probably shouldn't be eating my entire diet of this. You know, like, you know what those foods are. So 20%, 20% that shit. 20% it, baby. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and while we're on it, like this this topic, I really think that people need to also give themselves a little bit of grace because the food industry, they're really good at making you feel really bad about food choices sometimes. Uh-huh. And I just want, you know, you to understand that and know that like the only bad foods or foods that have morality, like I've never gotten like physically assaulted by a Snickers bar. Never believe it the or only not. bad foods are olives. I disagree, but you're entitled <laughs> to your wrong opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, but holistically, like you know, you, you are smart, you know, you know, fruits, vegetables, lean meat, healthy fats like your diet to be 80% of those foods, things like that are come in a package or that come in a box that are ultra processed, like maybe those foods, like. You can, you can have a little bit of that. I wouldn't recommend going overboard on those foods or overindulging, but you know what? Like having them in your diet is totally fine. And it really helps with your mentality with food too. Like it really helps with your focus. It really helps like in the sense of like your workouts, like 
those almond poppy seed muffins from Costco. Let me tell you what I've been having like half <sighs> of them before a workout and man, I whoop my own ass on Tuesday. Hell yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I think people get a little wrapped up in what should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? And really just don't overthink it. I think people yeah. overthink this way too much and you don't have to make sure everything, you know, it's exactly 80% nutritious foods. We don't need to be bringing out any graphs or anything like that. Just, you know, don't overthink it. And if you generally feel good as a whole, you're probably doing it right. And if you generally feel like shit, like let's, let's have the poop talk, right? If you're, if your bowel movements are very loose, then you're probably having too much of the 20% foods. Mm -hmm. So scale it back a little bit. Yeah. And not only that, while we were kind of touching on it and like food accessibility, like financial insecurity with food, I really wanted to kind of like, you know, jump back to that just for a second, because a lot of people will think, you know, oh, I have to always eat fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. I have to have like- I'm so glad you brought this up because this came up in my mind and it slipped my mind and now it's back. Keep going. Oh yeah. No, it's, it really made me kind of like, I, I just thought of this. Um, I use frozen vegetables mm -hmm. all, all the time. time. Me too, you because it's are, so convenient. It's convenient. And if you are like me and you're balling on a budget, like I'm a mom and I have a growing nine-year-old son. Like, let me tell you, like that kid can eat. Growing boys need to eat. Growing boy. And I use so many frozen vegetables and even canned vegetables. Like I love canned green beans. Mm. Canned like, corn is awesome. Oh yeah. And frozen, like the Costco super sweet frozen corn. Oh, hell yeah. I love that, you know? Um, but frozen vegetables are sometimes more nutritious most of the time more nutritious because they are flash frozen at the peak of ripeness. Right. So they immediately go into the freezer. All their nutrients are still intact. So what I love to do is I will go to my local grocery store and I will buy frozen chopped onions or I'll buy onions. I'll chop them a, a bunch of them up and I will freeze them. And the only thing I need to do and same with red, like red and uh, orange and yellow bell peppers I Trader Joe's actually has like chopped up bell peppers, like diced bell peppers, or you can dice them yourself and you can freeze them in a freezer bag and add those to your meals. Like if you're having spaghetti, boom, pull out the freezer, chopped onions, chopped peppers right there. I'll even do chopped zucchini. Like I throw so many vegetables. I put them in my food because it's super convenient and easy. It's super convenient, super easy. Same with canned vegetables. Don't, a vegetable is a vegetable. And I would rather you eat frozen or canned vegetables than not eat any vegetables at all. Absolutely. And vegetables can be a barrier to people, not just because of cost, but prep time, right? Like it's a pain in the ass to take out the knife and peel the onion and chop the onion. But if you could just, you know, you're crying everywhere, tears are shedding over this onion. Oh. Um, if you can find some frozen onions, just fucking 90 seconds in the microwave and boom, you're good to go. Like 
you're a mom, you're busy as hell. Is it way more convenient to just pop that in the microwave instead of taking you know, five, 10 minutes to chop the onion and saute it and all this shit? Like, and all of, like most of the time, I will take the frozen onions right out of the freezer. I will already have like a pan that's warm and I'll put them right in the pan. Like, that's cook- smart. Like, I, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, I make what are called lazy bitch meals. And I love making lazy bitch meals. I am queen of lazy bitch meals. I will grab frozen. I will grab canned. I will throw it in a pan and then I will throw some meat in. Boom. Done. I am not trying to waste time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it takes so long to, to do all this shit and cook and all that. I've been loving, like, even you can get like frozen carbs. I've been getting um, like the freezer bag sweet potatoes and you just throw those in the microwave and they're good to go. Or um, Bob Evans makes these like mashed potato things that you can put in the microwave for like two minutes and it's done. You don't have to peel your potatoes and sit there and mash and all that shit. And there's, they taste great. Yeah. And prep time is like, like that. Like take advantage of that stuff. Like take advantage of that. You know, I will go to Costco and I will buy like, like already pre-made protein as well. Like Mm -hmm. a a rotisserie chicken and a fucking bagged salad kit. I actually had a former client of mine say, Hey, guess what? You'd be so proud. I had a Brook meal. And I'm like, a Brook meal? She's like, yeah, lazy bitch meal. I had a, I had rotisserie chicken from Costco and a salad kit. And I just threw the rotisserie chicken in there and mix it up. I'm like, you're right. That's a lazy bitch meal. I am so proud of you. Yeah. How many clients struggle with like, oh, I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have time to meal prep. Yeah. All of them. And just these simple hacks to save time on cooking. It's not even just the like the cost issue or you know fuck all i'm not saying never eat uh fresh vegetables because always have fresh fruits and vegetables like if i'm being honest fresh broccoli tastes a thousand times better than frozen yeah oh 100 or like but you know with snacks like i'll do like baby carrots and hummus mm -hmm. what were you gonna say um but it's it's worth it to just buy the frozen stuff most of the time and, and use that so you can save time on cooking because oh yeah ain't nobody got time for that shit yeah that or like i have grab and go foods so like apples bananas you know oranges like i have those little like the little clementine oranges like i yeah. have those foods already on hand like i have baby carrots on hand i'll have like sugar snap peas on hand but like for the most part when i'm cooking dinner i'm grabbing frozen vegetables my favorite fruits are the ones that take zero time to prepare like I absolutely love watermelon, but I'm not going to sit there and cut an entire watermelon. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Ooh, get like, you can buy pre-cut. You can buy pre-cut watermelon. It is more expensive, which kind of sucks, but you know, it's a trade-off. And exactly, if you can't, if you can't afford to get the pre-cut watermelon, then, you know, just get an apple. You can bite right into it. And you're, you know, what pears are like the most it, underrated fruit ever. Oh my God. I love pears. They're juicy. Oh. We're, we're just going off on our favorite fruits. The best. I'm also super weird and I love kiwis, but oh, I, love... I, I don't want to peel them. So I will eat that fuzzy shit. We'll give a fuck. <laughs> Have you had a golden kiwi? No. Uh, You can eat the skin and it's not fuzzy. It's not fuzzy. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. 
Yeah, they're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. I get them at Costco, but they have them everywhere. But I really think that, you know, if you're listening, I really don't want you to stress out. Like, I don't think either one of us want you to stress out about food. You know, don't allow people to monger you. Don't allow people like to, to invade your boundaries. Like don't allow people to tell you what you can and can't eat. Like that's just not cool. Yeah, for sure. On that note, we should probably wrap this up because I am going to get my first ever massage today. Oh. I'm a little nervous because I don't like people touching me. So we'll see how this goes. Just say you want like a deep tissue massage and that yeah. it'll be great. It might hurt. <laughs> I love them. Great. All right, Nick. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate you and Nick does too. Sure do. Awesome, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.